Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a very grateful episode of Inspiration Point. My name is Andrew. And I'm Adam. How you doing this evening, sir? I'm also feeling grateful. I think it will be a grateful episode. Yeah, we are we are coming in with attitude, an attitude of gratitude. An as, attitude of gratitude. That's what my grandmother used to say. Have an attitude well, of gratitude. She sounds like a wise woman. She is. She's, are you um, grateful for her? Sometimes she can be a wise acre, uh, but <laughs> but uh, usually just just wise. I'm quite grateful for her um, grandparents, especially as as we get older. Um, I mean, granted, we can't exactly get younger, but uh, though that would be nice. Um, as we get older, having grandparents around is increasingly more something that uh, I'm grateful for because, you know, grandparents get older too. And, uh, well, that, that never ends. Children well. get older and you're getting older too. Yeah. I'm getting older too. <laughs> <laughs> Fleetwood Mac, everybody. Yeah, this is what the people come for. It, I hope not. Cause if that's the case, we have not been <laughs> delivering. Um, no. I, I suppose not. How uh, how have you been doing otherwise? Um, I've been doing quite well, I guess. Um, uh, I enjoyed my Steam sales Ooh. from the Black Friday Thanksgiving weekend. You going to be able to make rent for the next couple months? <laughs> no, yes, definitely. <laughs> no, I no. <laughs> no, I no, won't. No, I mean yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was definitely careful to keep my marriage intact while also getting new video games. Actually, it was uh, my wife who said, oh, is there anything on PlayStation you wanted? Because I married well. Wow. Yeah, she came in. She was like, you know, there's sales right now. And uh, I was like, I don't want anything on PlayStation because PS4 is being phased out. And I am not yet ready to take the dive into the new generation. Yeah, the giant white taco console. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably get it eventually, but I don't like to get first patch ever. Oh, yeah. Early adopters get screwed. Yeah, they really do. At least when it comes to the consoles, like it definitely seems to be pretty touch and go, right? Like yeah. there's always a lot of problems and I'm still getting a lot of mileage out of my PS4. Oh, yeah. Like, it, you know, within within like the the first month, they always come out with the the PS4 Super Duper Pro or whatever the heck. <laughs> You're just like, and I oh. will admit that I, I do enjoy trophies a little bit. And sometimes I like to be completionist with games and try to 100% them. Yeah. Uh, not always. Not always. Sometimes it's not worth it. But um, I did get some games on Steam. And so uh, I enjoyed that a little bit. Any favorites? that you're finding definitely enjoy hades a lot such a cool game um it does have that sort of diablo kind of turn off your brain vibe but then there's also like enough kind of like story and character interaction there's a lot to keep you coming back and and wanting it really gives you the level devil oh right? yeah yeah it really that does one more one more, one more, you know, same thing that you get from like civilization or for like an MMO, just one more turn. You just look up and it's four o'clock in the morning, kind of. And you're like, what have I been doing? You're like starving. You have to pee, you know? It's really yeah. Bad. Yeah. It's, it's a terrific game though. Like it's, it's beautiful. And man, like I, I remember I was mentioning to you, uh, 
that I think the thing that blew me away most about that game is how much dialogue there is between these characters and how yeah, you don't need to expect that. And, and there was, there's pretty much never a repeated line. Like you could talk to the same person multiple times with, yeah, I, I was really getting ready for some repeated lines. Cause I kept dying. Right? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm sure this guy's going to say the same thing to me again and they never do. It's, freaking incredible i can't imagine how long they had the the voice actors in the studio like (laughs) recording lines yeah you know and and most of the lines are pretty short which i also appreciate because it's like okay i want to have a brief interaction but i also don't want to sit through you know a lot of bioware dialogue right now right um or i end up skipping they do keep it moving really well it's a god it's such a tight tight game yeah i definitely um have been enjoying it i also picked up doom eternal finally i'm kind of late to that party that's a butt kicking um, game right there yeah it's pretty fun and um i also got a uh, far cry 5 speaking of coming in late that that's which i've also been one. enjoying mostly yeah it's i mean far cry if you want fun with guns you know that's yeah far cry is always good for that i just uh yeah, I was I guess I was hoping it would be a little more different. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like a few things different, but it's very Far Cry. It's um, yeah, my, it's Far Cry. My favorite one was Primal. Um, I, Primal I think I'm in the minority yeah. there, but I really enjoyed that one. It was very fun. I I just remember in Far Cry four, there was a like a, it, it's funny how they call them light machine guns because they're a light machine gun is freaking huge, but there was a light machine gun called the buzzsaw in far cry four. And Uh I wanted them to carry that thing over into far cry five because it was just a monster. Like everything about that gun was tuned just perfectly. They're like, you had just a little bit of recoil, but it wasn't too bad. And it would just like spew ammo like it was going out of style. And you just get this kind of like, oh, it was just the visceralness of using that thing was terrific. And just the damage output was ridiculous. Like, oh, man, I I haven't there haven't been many guns from shooters where i actually remember the the specific gun it's like oh yeah i played that game it was fun it was you know it felt good or whatever but i very rarely forget or very rarely remember an actual specific firearm but that one stuck with me man it was so fun to use yeah, I'm really I remember the the most of the weapons from Halo mm-hmm. actually, and I, you know, and I'm not a big Halo guy, but you know, boy, they really did a good job designing weapons. Oh uh, for yeah, that game. the the Needler was always one of my favorites. It wasn't necessarily the best gun, but it was sure fun. It and it was very unique. Like you, you definitely remember how it felt the first time. You pick that thing up and you're like, what in God's name is this? <laughs> like, I got yeah, some Fallout kinda... definitely had some cool weapons, too. Oh, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so other than that, uh, me and the family, we went on a hike. Awesome. Uh, up in the uh, Superstition uh, Mountains, and um, we saw some javelinas on our way back. Ooh. Which was pretty cool. We saw a little little group of javelinas. We definitely kept our distance because they're pretty ornery. <laughs> but, um, you <laughs> know, the, it was it was funny. The kids were really in like kind of uh, timid starting out and you know about an hour in they were we were all spread out and they were walking ahead or behind or whatever there you go they were all like totally oh this is fine we're just on a walk there you go and it was it was a really good time i enjoyed that and of course we we ate well there you go uh, during thanksgiving and uh so there was uh not a lot to complain about a lot to be grateful for how about you how was uh how was your your break no it was it was about it was about the same. It was good, you know. It we it was just kind of mellow. My uh, my mom, who um, she, I know a lot of people are social distancing and you know trying to limit travel, which is excellent. Um, my mom gets uh, COVID tests regularly because she's uh, frontline. She works at a um, at a gas station slash market. Um, so she's constantly got a mask on and a face shield and the big, you know, plexiglass and stuff. And like nice. her hands are never like never don't have sanitizer on them, like just perpetually just, you know, there's no skin left because you're soaping up so much. Yeah. Um, but she she uh, was able to make it up and uh, spend some well, time good. with us. And that was nice. and. She's a nice lady. I like her. I, you know, I'm sure she would appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, she she has good taste in coffee. My, yes, she does. She she has uh, had a lot of time to perfect that taste. She's worked on that for quite some time. <laughs> um, let's see. I I picked up Control on uh, from the Steam sale, and that game has been a trip and a half. Like you join this, uh, this kind of men in black style, uh, it's called the federal bureau of control. And they basically deal with, uh, managing paranormal stuff. And by the way, right now, I really want a, a, another game that has a gun called the federal bureau of control. Yeah, dude, it's, <laughs> That would be interesting. Sorry, keep going. It's freaking crazy. And uh, so you're moving around this this building that once you're inside it, you realize this this place is colossal. But it's uh, it's called the oldest house. And basically, this are you spoiling this game right now? Like, should we spoil? Should we spoil warning? No, like that's that's part of you know you that's in like trailers. Um, okay. Okay. But basically you move around this building and, uh, this thing, the house like has a mind of its own and it's like shifting and moving and, um, influencing things. And there's just all kinds of neat stuff to find out. Like you're picking up, you know, notes and things and reading little snippets of this and that and getting hints of, is this kind of like a walking simulator? Not at all. Not at all. Oh, okay. It's it's much more um, third person 
third person action slash suspense that oh, okay. sort of thing um and it's it's really really cool um it gets you to ask a lot of questions like there's a lot of mystery and stuff so it's been that's been a lot of fun um but yeah that nice. and we ate good food that's pretty much it baked some christmas cookies uh decorated the house you know typical thanksgiving weekend sort of stuff very nice you know uh, what by the way what is your favorite thanksgiving day food like trope like you know one of the staples like what's something that that everybody has that's your favorite oh man i mean oh for me i've i've always been a big fan of mashed potatoes and brown gravy you know if i had to pick a specific item it's gotta be brown gravy you can put it on stuffing. Interesting. You can put it on mashed potatoes. You can put it on the mm-hmm. turkey. And it's freaking yep. spectacular on all of them. Hmm. And I, I have also found that I am very much a dark meat guy. When I was a kid, oh, yeah. I used to go for the white meat. And then I realized yeah. how, like, I don't know what it is about the dark meat, but so much flavor. So, like, tender, juicier. Oh, yeah. I feel like the white meat gets, like. It gets surprisingly dry. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely make tender, juicy white meat with brown gravy. Like dark meat's like easy to get there. <laughs> yeah, so good. So it's yeah. all about the thighs. The thighs are the best. <laughs> mm. But all right, this uh, this shows for uh, families. Okay, this is a uh, wholesome entertainment <sighs> that we're creating here, Andrew. God, it's so Dial it difficult. Back. All right. I know. We get excited um, about food on this show. We do. Food is so good. What's your? I love the turkey leg. Yeah, I, am, I realize that that's kind of obvious, but like you're about that Renfair life. Yeah, you know there is. Listen, you know I'm. Uh, I like that D and D. You know medieval king caveman feel. Right. Darn like, right. There's something sort of I don't know manly about eating a, the leg of an animal. You know, yes. holding on to the bone. Correct. Yeah. And it's no uh, it feels good. It's also a delicious piece, and it is dark, and mm. um, you know, it's 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 fun to deal with. And uh, I always get one when I go to a to a Ren Fair and oh, so yeah. at Thanksgiving, you know. And by the way, everybody knows that that that's what I want, and so that's fun. So in in the family, like that's always set aside. They're like, nice. Okay, one of the legs is going to Adam, and who's getting the other one? There you go. That's it's and, nice when people uh, like know your thing. Yeah. It makes it makes me feel like dad, you know. Like, yeah. Hey, I'm the dad now. Dad I'm gets important. the leg. Dad gets the leg, you know. There you go. That's that's and that's pretty good. That's terrific. I'm also a big fan of cranberry sauce. Um really? Yeah, my wife makes fresh um uh cranberry sauce. And uh she had she had a couple of recipes for it, so we had a couple of different ways and Ooh. so the the first one was much more of like a relish and it has like a lot of orange zest. Huh. And uh, that was quite nice. And so kind of like with your brown gravy, like I put it on everything. Oh, nice. It goes great with the turkey. It goes great with uh, the potatoes. We would have like sweet potatoes or, or yams. Oh. And, uh, and that was quite good. And it's a little more healthy for me. There and, you go. Uh, and of course, it's great with with other things. We had roasted Brussels sprouts, huh. which uh, I'm a big fan of. I, I've never been big on Brussels sprouts. My wife loves them, though. Yeah, if they're if they're roasted, uh, they're so good. You know, she'll with, do them with like they bacon. Do, oh, yeah. The bacon is like 
I mean, you've, you've almost removed all the health value, but it's so delicious there at that go. point, you know, bacons and, uh, and bacon and like pecans. Mm-hmm. It's like the, the, the best combination. It's so delicious. I think, uh, there was one food that I forgot about that I don't have every year, but when we have it, I'm just, I devour the stuff and it's sweet potato casserole when you do the, yeah, uh, yeah with the, the marshmallows and yeah dude yeah there you go it's so it yeah that's really good i love that it is like by all rights it should be considered a dessert but because it's a potato they're like oh no it's just part of the meal (laughs) like and it's like there's a lot of starch there oh it's pretty pretty yeah it's god it's good but you know, we have been we have been talking about food for like the past. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, OK. I know. I know. I know. And I know. And we'll move on. But last question. All right. And this is the this is important. The people want to know this. OK. Pecan or pumpkin? Oh, which pie, man? Oh, what team are you on? This is going to break a lot of people. I think, you know, I think if, a lot of people are going to stop. If listening. I. OK. <laughs> I will say this first. I do really enjoy them both. I would never say no to either of them. But yeah, well, definitely that that goes without saying. If, but what, if someone goes, hey, do you I've got a slice of each. Which one do you Sophie's grab? choice? I probably go pecan. Yeah, same. Yeah. Same. I mean, same. It might be because just pumpkins a little bit easier to get your hands on. Like pumpkin pie is freaking everywhere, but a good pecan pie, I don't see those everywhere. So I think the scarcity might play into it a little bit too, but here's a little bonus for all the, uh, inspiration point listeners out there. I'm going to give you a recipe that I make every freaking year and it's the easiest darn thing to do. You don't even have to turn the oven on. You get yourself a graham cracker pie crust. And you take an eight ounce container of whipped cream cheese, an eight ounce container of Cool Whip. So like your regular size tub and a cup of powdered sugar. And you get a single can of I, I usually like the Comstock brand uh, blueberry pie filling. You take the cream cheese, the Cool Whip and the powdered sugar. And you whip them all together so it's nice and smooth and fluffy. And you put that into the graham cracker pie crust. You pop open the can of blueberries, put the blueberry pie filling on top of the pie. And then you put that in the fridge, let it chill for maybe an hour just so it can like get nice and cool. And boom, you've got a blueberry cheese tort and it is delicious. I make it. That sounds good, man. Every year you can make it in like five minutes. It's a breeze and it's awesome for breakfast. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, that's Mm. the other fun part about Thanksgiving is the next like few meals. Oh, you know, especially at breakfast becomes pie time for some reason. Oh, yeah. We're just okay with that. It's got (laughs) as a culture. (laughs) It's healthy. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is the this is the reason why pe- by why pecan wins a little bit for me, uh, because I can't. It's so rich you can't eat that much of it, yeah. which is good. 
Yeah. I could eat rich. a whole pumpkin pie. I could literally sit there and eat the whole thing. Especially and it, if the crust is like a, <laughs> just a little bit moist. Oh, God. oh yeah. I, pie crust, I almost like better than actual pie. It's so good. Oh, uh, you man. know, especially when it's homemade, it's made fresh and it's just, it's just mm. stellar. I love when they, when they get like a little bit of, uh, like toasted sugar on the edge of the crust. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. God. I definitely like, you know, um, like an apple pie with like, uh, with like a thatched, uh, top, you know? Oh, you, I, I am much more a Dutch apple pie guy. Oh, I yeah. love the crumb top. Oh, that. Just... Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll eat it regardless, but I <laughs> definitely my like head. my presentation. <laughs> yeah. Gun to my head. I'll. I guess. You I guess. Eat that yeah. Dutch apple pie. Definitely, definitely an apple cut, apple pie guy. That's Fourth of July. You have to eat apple pie. You know, mm. you have to. Okay, it's the American way. It's the American way. Mm-mm. You know, if there's anything us Americans know how to do, it's eat some dang good food. It's also just eat. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, yeah, you're right. And and lots of food, not always good, but it definitely high quantities of food. Yeah, we we are not shy on the serving sizes. We're, we're good at that. Yeah. Well, so. I think. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think <laughs> yeah, we intro real hard into this. But, uh, you know, it's it's that time of year and we it is that time of year. We wanted to come in to this episode. Um. We know we're we're about a week late on this, but we thought that it would be uh, important for us to sit down and really give some time to the things in in our hobby and in our lives uh, that we are really thankful for. Uh, yeah, so I, I definitely I'm thankful for this hobby just to open up, right? Just yeah. to come out swinging, and you know, this is you know, this is more than just you know building your model airplane. Not not to take anything away from that, but the the community aspect, the social aspect. Yeah, you know, this is a thing where I think, especially as guys, we need to have like a central activity. Yeah, and. Like, you know, people can correct me if if they feel like I'm being sexist here, but like, I feel like dudes a lot of times need like something to do and we have friends for specific purposes. Yeah. And, uh, I guess, you know, you know, I think that's, there's probably some truth to that. Yeah. You know, there's probably, you know, maybe it's a stereotype, but you know, it probably comes from somewhere. So, Mm -hmm. you know, but anyway, it's, it's cool that I have friends and a lot of them come from the sharing in this hobby. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that it is so, you know, sort of inherently collective while still retaining all this room for personal expression, you know, in a way when we get together to, to play these games, we're expressing different aspects of our personas to each other. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's pretty magical. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I, on the, uh, on the D and D Facebook group, um, a few days before Thanksgiving, I put up a post that just said, you know, Thanksgiving's coming around and, you know, let's, what is everyone thankful for, you know, related to this hobby? And it doesn't necessarily have to post, be man. something in game. Thanks. And, you know, 
it was, I don't want to say surprising because I, you know, I, I don't think it necessarily was surprising, but it was really gratifying to look at like the comments on that post just blew up and it, it was a rare post that, or a rare comment that didn't say, I'm so thankful for my friends. I'm so thankful for my players. I'm so thankful for my GM. I'm so thankful for the community or the social aspect of this game and the people that I am able to experience this with. And I loved seeing how how many people were really just brought together and sometimes stayed together thanks to this hobby. And not just D&D either, you know, just tabletop RPGs in general really are a such a special kind of thing that um that brings something really magical into our lives and for a lot of people can be, you know, uh almost a glue that uh that just holds some of these social groups together and it's it's a pretty incredible thing the gravy you might say the gravy to to the meal that goes with everything right mm, i love gravy or in my case the cranberry sauce there you right? go there you go same idea so yeah i i i love that you know and i, I love that people kind of took the moment to to say something and you know maybe that'll go a little bit along with when we were talking about showing gratitude to your, to your GM and, you know, how to show them, how to show them love and, you know, GM showing love to their players as well, you know, and, and not just like, Oh, here, here's a magic item, you know, or whatever, mm-hmm. but just, you know, creating like a little personal moment that, Hey, I, you know, I read your character sheet. I know your background is this. I know you want to have this experience and here it is. Yeah. And that, and that's pretty cool. You know, it, it gives everybody a little bit of reprieve and it is uh yeah, it's just it's good to be seen yeah. to, and to be to be recognized. I think that's something that a lot of us want, and especially today where we're feeling quite isolated. Mm-hmm. You know, we we definitely want to enjoy those human relationships with with each other. And and if we need a game to get us there, then that's what it takes. Right? So be it. So be it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's one of Andrew's favorite phrases. Yeah, I I remember you, uh, your your villain character, and in, in the first game that we ever played together, uh, you were going up against one of our. It was it was definitely a PvP situation, and you uh, gave one of the other players a chance to basically go bad or die. He was like, I'd rather die than than turn my back and go with you. And I remember you stood there. You were like, I've always wanted to say this. So be it. And like <laughs> so just and you took him out hardcore too, man. It was cold blooded. I still oh, I still remember that. Uh playing evil is fun. Yeah. But I will say playing good is even better. That's very at least in my opinion. It's very good. Uh yeah. speaking of of super super good things um i i would be remiss if i didn't say how thankful i'm thankful for you first ah. uh, um 
that I didn't, I want to make sure that I say how thankful I am for, um, for my amazing supportive wife and my family. Um, I couldn't do any of this without her, um, helping with the kids, encouraging me, getting excited when I tell her about this stuff, or sometimes even just like smiling and nodding along <laughs> while I talk about this stuff that she could not care Still nice. any less about. I, babe, whenever you get to listening to this, and I'm sure it'll be years from now, but I, <laughs> I love you so much and I appreciate you and you have made the biggest difference in my life and um, it matters a whole lot. And we are able to do what we do because of, because of our supportive families yours too um yeah so thank you wives both of you for yes. um letting us have D D night <laughs> we appreciate yeah. it <laughs> we'll we'll admit it we'll admit you know, it if they it, straight up said no the, no inspiration points sorry <laughs> yeah like so yeah i think i think in both of our cases they they sort of knew what they were getting into and and so there's that at least and we said this but, in our first episode but did they really but did they really? But did they really? Um, yeah, you know, and my wife is also very, very supportive of this kind of thing. And, and she knows what that it it's what I love to do. And it's one of the things I feel like I'm good at and, and that I like to express to people. And she's familiar with most of my friends and she likes them for the most part. And it's uh, it's uh, a really positive thing. But having said that, you know, part of the way that Andrew and I show gratitude to to them is by maybe not asking for that extra when we know it's not the right time mm. dialing back when we need to dial back. Yeah. When the emergencies arise, you know, we don't, we don't whine about it. Right. You know, we, we try to make it, try to make it work. Oh yeah. I mean, it's okay. Well, maybe I, I probably whine a little bit. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I do too. There have been, but more. I, uh, but I try to bring it around, you know? Yeah. You know, we, <laughs> we are, we are about as far as you could possibly get from perfect, but, uh, sure. You know, but, uh, I'm very good at apologizing. Oh, that is a life skill. Um, marriage survival tip. Get, get really comfortable with saying you are so incredibly sorry for, by the way, for anything. Um, <laughs> yeah, d certainly true. Um, you know, I'm, I'm also very happy that there is, you know, all this technology that allows us to play, far away and that conveniently i had that on my list to like zoom roll 20 any all the Discord. digital digital tools yeah. have been incredible especially with covid oh my god yeah i know a lot of people have been really hurting from this and mm -hmm. they definitely prefer in-person dnd i have to tell you at least from the dm perspective i prefer online at this point really and I realize that's that's borderline blasphemous in the community to say, uh, my goodness, it is just so much more convenient to do all the prep beforehand and to just click on things. Yeah. As a as opposed to lugging stuff around and setting up props. And oh, yeah. like if everyone comes to your house, then great. Totally right? different. Like yeah. you can set up your studio, you can get your effects prepared and all that fun stuff. But man, I just remember lugging that suitcase around with yep. all those books and all those notebooks and papers and pens. Oh, you blow your back sketches out, man. And, 
you know, and, and it was crazy. And, and, you know, try to introduce music into the scene, you know, and having that ready to go. So I'm definitely, you know, we all love to rag on 2020, but definitely the modern era is essentially the best one to live in by any objective standard or measurement. Yeah. Um, 2020 is, is rough, but it's certainly better than 1020. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's really no comparison. Um, so I am, I, uh, am grateful to live now. Yeah. It's, it's very, you know, we we're lucky for, we're lucky in so many ways and the, the, what we are able to do digitally. I mean, imagine if COVID hit, you know, in the early Mm nineties, what that would have done to the tabletop scene like no zoom no discord yeah like maybe if it's a late 90s maybe you have aim (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah yeah instant messenger i mean we and we've done email games before those are pretty rough right like that's maybe as good as you could get or maybe on a forum or something but nothing even remotely resembling an actual uh normal-ish game experience heck even even just 10 years ago it would have been pretty rough yeah like okay guys let's all get on second life oh my god (laughs) you remember that little that little gem oh i um okay forget it let's all just play world of warcraft i think that's what what literally would have just happened yeah yeah. So on the other hand, we we might have had some better D and D tools because wizards would have been like, hmm, we would like to stay in business. Maybe we'll actually just finish some digital tools. You'd you'd think. Yeah, but instead they're like, yeah, nobody really cares. Let's just never finish these. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then the community makes better ones, and it's just- yeah, the community makes it anyway. So look, here's another complete class book, and we're like. <sighs> pass it over <laughs> okay here's here's my money <laughs> i bought them too you know the person <laughs> no next to you is like looking at you like you don't even want this do you you're like no but we have to buy it right yeah listen it might have a feet i need it might have a feet and my dm said if you have it in print you can use it that's right and it has to be your <laughs> book uh speaking of which I have had, uh, you know, they say when it rains, it pours. Yeah. And I'm a, I'm a career DM. And so me getting to play doesn't always happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have gotten the opportunity to roll up three brand new characters. Yeah. Uh, in the last in the last few weeks. And I'm very grateful for that. That's been very exciting. That's true. That's true. So two of them are for the Monday night. Uh, I have a Friday night thing I'm doing. Mm. And so I'm going to have a, a cleric, a rogue and a bard man that I'm going to enjoy playing. That's really terrific. I'm glad that you're able to get into some more some more games. Yeah, it's like, man, just nothing for forever and just having to be the guy that runs mm-hmm. um, or like, you know, really short stints. Yeah. Um, where I get a break. Um and then inevitably someone else runs and it makes me want to run. Yeah. So it's a it's a vicious cycle. But, you know, being able to get um, a few different campaigns with experienced GMs yeah. that that, you know, are going to do their best 
is uh is very exciting yeah it's it's been it's been nice like we have uh we've been lucky in the different folks that we've met and connected with and um there have been there have been a few people in our group recently who uh were not typically in the gm seat who have stepped up and that's been really terrific uh one of them we just had their game on uh this past monday night and they were running eberron and we we're playing a team of 100% warforged all four of us and it it was a lot of fun like you're playing a forge cleric i'm playing a death cleric <laughs> it was and we have a rogue and a uh um and a artificer, the ar- artillerist. That's right. It, and uh, we we were we were kind of taking names. Well, okay, the the three of you were. I was <laughs> missing the attacks. Dice <laughs> hated you so much. I gotta I gotta tell you, as much as I like this concept, I'm kind of feeling some of these other classes and Tasha's right now. Oh yeah. So I'm not saying I'm gonna quit, but I. Um, you thinking about asking for that re-roll? I'm yeah, or or possibly a respec or yeah. um possibly throwing myself headlong into danger a little more often. There you go. Uh you know, I'm just gonna let the dice fall and I'm not gonna be upset with what happens. Hey man, you know? with the AC that you're rocking, you run in, you throw down spirit guardians, and you hang out. And you hang out, yeah. That's pretty much the play right totally now. Totally um, fine. So, but maybe don't give all the strategy away. <laughs> so he's like, okay, cool. Team of spellcasters it is. Um, but anyway, it is uh, it is fun to play. It's fun to have a DM ask me the kinds of questions that I want to, that I ask people and that I want to be asked. Yeah. You know, I'm going to have this very in-depth game where I'm going to get to play a bard and help shape the world. Oh, uh, yeah. Which is going to be a good time. And then, of course, with Curse of Strahd. Oh, uh, my man. plan is to play a mastermind rogue, which I'm very much Whew. interested in doing. And I love I think the rogue class is so strong and, and so fun to play. I I just hope I I just hope I run well enough for you. I know you have all the confidence in the world in me. Um, yeah, I do. And and I just uh, I hope I can bring something good to the table. I was just uh, picking out a bunch of music. For that game, um, I was going through my my old uh, music library, and I found some old uh, old tunes where I was like, "This is actually might fit." Um, well, you know, as much as I was throwing this game at you as like kind of a joke and like a curveball in a way, mm-hmm. I think it's actually a really good fit for you mm. because you're all about like mood yeah. and tone and moments. And I think Strahd really lends itself to that kind of thing. It's going to be a very atmospheric setting. Yeah. Uh, compared to, like, say, uh, Horde of the Dragon Queen or something like that. Yeah. Um, where it's a little bit more like your typical D&D fair. Yeah. Um, you know, Strahd is very specific. It has a very interesting mood. And I, I think you're going to nail it. So. Well, I'm glad. I, uh, I've i been reading through the book and there's... There's been a fair amount of things where I was like, holy moly, like get a load of this. But uh, I what's been interesting to me, too, is is that 
it does seem like I could definitely imagine there being games that go by without combat. Um, there are a lot of points in the story where it's, uh, where it likes to lean into exploration and, um, you know, asking questions, poking around the world, um, meeting these different kinds of people, finding out what they know, um, what they've heard about, what's true or what's a false rumor. Um, but then, like, when combat and encounters do show up, some of them are, like, terrifyingly lethal. Like, I look at some of these things like different traps or... Um, just, you know, different monster arrangements and stuff. And I'm like, geez, Louise, like this place wants you dead <laughs> real bad. So, well, I, I, either way, you know, I'm, I'm excited and it's going to be a, a good time. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm also really grateful for the, you know, having good players. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, now I get to say good teammates. So that'll be fun. Yeah. And, uh, that's a good time. And, you know, I had I had a really good session uh, last Thursday when I was running Storm King's Thunder. Oh, yeah. And it was just it was everything. All the stars were lining up and everything was going right. And the players were feeling the music and I was feeling the music. And it was all just we had moment after moment after moment. Oh. that was cool. And like the players were were audibly having a good time for the most part. And um, yeah, I came away from it. You know, I had, uh, you know, somebody say uh, fantastic session, like in a in a private message. And I appreciate that always. Dude. And uh, yeah, it was just everything was uh, hitting those wavelengths and it was great. Oh, it's it's got to it's got to feel euphoric. Like I I remember um this is going to sound like completely unrelated, but I promise it is related. Um, I've been skiing a few times and, you know, you take the chairlift up to the top of the hill and you start your way down and you're kind of cutting back and forth. And quite often you're going down on these main portions of the hill mm -hmm. where everybody else has gone down and the snow is like packed down real hard and it's just freaking fast. You feel every little bump. And when it gets rough, you can feel it get rough. Like it sends these shocks up through your legs and just kind of it can rattle you. Um, but there's this feeling that you get when you're on that portion of hill. And if you cut out to kind of the outside, sometimes you can hit these areas of fresh powder where nobody has been yet and all of a sudden it goes from being this like bone rattling kind of like up and down and shaking to feeling at least for a brief moment like you are on a cloud where everything is perfect it's smooth it's gentle but it's still fast you're just coasting and for that at least split second or two, unless you lucked out and found a really nice big patch, um, all is right with the world. 
And it sounds yeah, like a Zen moment. Yeah. And it sounds like, you know, that's how those games feel when everything is just hitting. And it's like the momentum of one thing smoothly carries you into the next thing. And it's just a beautiful moment after beautiful moment. And it's just fun after fun after fun after fun right up until yeah, those, the end. Yeah. And those players were, were, carrying a lot of it which is what i love you know like we had one scene it was just the camp oh and they just start chatting it up and, and getting into each other's motivations and expressing themselves and like i had to stop it so we could move on but you know it was it was really good you know and it i think it helped them tighten up a little bit that's to, terrific. to each other you know and and become a little bit just a little bit more united because like you could tell that the players were actively trying to do this. Yep. Like they were, they were going, I want to be a character in this film essentially. Yep. And, and I want my character to be meaningful and I want them to, to experience relationships with each other and stuff like that. And, and it was awesome. It was just great to just be able to sit back for a few minutes and watch that happen. And man, and then care about it more when one of them, you know, goes down in combat and they have to pick each other up. And yeah, yeah. Um, and they didn't hesitate on those fronts. They were extremely supportive and helpful to each other. And that is a thing of beauty. I mean, yeah, it was great. Those um, ended on a good cliffhanger, too. Ooh. They 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 were just, uh, you know, had a bunch of refugees run up to them and they're like, we're, we think we got away. and then. I was able to play those like uh, giant footsteps in the background. Oh, yeah. You know, pair of winter wolves <laughs> come into this scene and then following behind is a big frost giant oh. end of session, you know? Oh man. I wasn't even <laughs> there and it feels so good. Yeah. You know? Oh, that's, that's so, that is so cool. I, I had this one moment where I had an unexpected visit from a major deity Oh and yeah! One of the players literally was like, "I just got chills," and I was like, "Man, as a DM, that's like that's the stuff you want to hear when they say when they say stuff like that." You're like, mm, "Yeah, I'm gonna keep doing this." Yeah, that's <laughs> and and that's and that's why we keep coming back, right? It really mm-hmm. is, yeah. Um, man, that's I'm I'm so glad that that has worked out for you. I know that, um, like. You, you in particular are so big into homebrewing and um, making your own stuff. And you love just kind of tinkering with, with the worlds that you use and stuff that you, you've generally steered very clear of modules. And I know with uh, Storm Kings, you felt like, uh, like it started out kind of meh and it's it's really awesome to hear that it's you know coming together and um really creating some of these terrific moments now mind you i think that part of that is i mean even in the module they do want you to mess with it they do want you to add your own flavor and and once I was like, I kind of got out of my own way a little bit mm. and just said, okay, I'm going to take, I'm going to take everything and I want to present it truly the way it's written, but I am also going to start sprinkling in a lot more. Yeah. And, and, uh, and it provided a great framework. I actually set up all the entire encounter table 
uh, at least for the road encounters as separate maps on roll 20. Hmm. And, and I literally had them roll dice and decide which map I went to next. There you go. Which I think added a, a feeling of legitimacy. Um, and then I was able to, to add some flavor in some key areas that ended up really paying off. And it was good. That's and so, so cool. to that end, I, I also have to say we all love to pick on Watsy. But I'm grateful for Wizards of the Coast. I'm grateful for uh, Gary Gygax and, and the creation of, of all this. And, Dave Arneson. Um, we'll mention him, too. There yeah. were two of them. It's not just not just Gygax. I don't want to I don't want to get flamed in yeah, the comments. His name's, not, <laughs> his name's not an alliteration, you know, and that was his mistake. Oh, you know, that's that's true. He should have should have changed it. Should have better known better. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm grateful for that. You know, I, I I was going back through Xanathar's in detail and, you know, I realized that there's a whole section there that would have made my planning for this other campaign a lot easier Mm. and it, and it had just been there the whole time and I didn't read it because it wasn't the feet or class section. Yeah. And I just felt so stupid (laughs) and like, by the way, have you read this DMG thing? It actually has some pretty interesting information and ideas. A dungeon Master's Guide. And, hmm. and I'm starting to realize that if you just give these things a chance and read them, that they're, you know, there's a lot of times a lot of thought behind these that you, you may not understand immediately. And that if you try them, they you'll, you will. <laughs> so, you know, I've had to... My other favorite favorite pie is humble pie. Yeah, I was going to uh, say they're, <laughs> they're eating a lot of that. So that's been good. And, and you know, uh, for as much as I might criticize or complain, you know, ultimately I'm grateful for someone publishing this. Oh, and yeah. And is really doing a good job. Yeah. I mean, I who who knows where this hobby would be if Wizards of the Coast was was gone. Or if it, I guess we'd all be playing Pathfinder then, or something. I don't know. But uh, well, Watsy put out three point five, right? And third, uh, yeah. And Pathfinder yeah. wouldn't exist without three without three five. I mean, I'm sure it would exist in some you'd hope universe in some. <laughs> yeah, at least I hope it would. You know, but at the same time, you know, they. I think we do need to remember to to be grateful for the the hard work that that does happen. Yep. That I mean, yes, they certainly profit from it, and, and as they the best should. Way to give thanks is to buy the books. Yeah, vote with your wallet. Vote for vote with your wallet, exactly. But you know, sometimes we we can we can forget to be anything but critical. Oh yeah. Um. Let's see. I I wanted to also uh, make sure that we mention. I I want to make sure to say that I am very grateful for the generosity of friends. Um, I know like you sent me Strahd and um, one of our other friends sent me a couple audiobooks for my birthday and um, you and, and he and a few other folks as well are very generous with your time and your energy as far as GMing and, uh, running these games and even doing side stuff like, um, you know, any side emails or, you know, just, oh, yeah. just giving your mental energy to, to, to the hobby because, you know, as we've made very clear, um, innumerable times on this show, like GMing is a boatload of work 
and it's work that some folks really love and um but it's it takes a considerable amount of effort um and i am grateful for that as well as um you know i know that there are tons of players and and gms who are financially generous who like like in that um in that facebook group thread i saw a bunch of people mentioning like gifts that they had been given by their players or um you know stuff like that and just the generosity that people can show is really remarkable and i think that that's a really special thing yeah and you know certainly you know the reason why we want to give that kind of time is because of the feedback we get and mm. you know so i'm i've been you know, and I said this in our first episode that a big reason why we wanted to make this show was because this was uh, a better way of doing our um, our feedback emails, our feedback emails, you know, and those could get quite lengthy. And yeah, and uh, but I was always grateful for those, even when they said things that I didn't like, you know, <laughs> it was it was something I was always thankful for. And I would always open up my email as soon as I got to work and in hopes that it was sitting there and uh you know, maybe I should have been paying more attention at work when I was ah. responding, but it was, um, but it was really cool. And, you know, and just having, having someone at the table that just goes, Oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> just reacts to stuff, you know, like that's awesome. That's really, that makes us want to come back to the table and, and keep doing it. And, and I'm certainly grateful for you. Otherwise, you know, uh, you're my guy to bounce ideas off of. I can just message you randomly and say, hey, here's a thought I had. Mm. I, you know, we call each other out of the blue about this stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, we're just like, hey, I had an idea for a card game. Like, let me tell you about it. And maybe it goes nowhere. But we we said it and that, it, you know, yeah. it mattered to say it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um. You know, and of course, we've been there for each other for various other things, you know, like visits or emotional talks like, you know, yeah. uh, you know that balcony time that we like to talk about. Gotta have the balcony time. Um, wish we wish we live closer to each other. You know, that'd be nice. Uh, I would. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. When uh, maybe someday. when we when we quit our day jobs and record this <laughs> full time. Yeah. And just hang out with the community and run games and uh, that'll be, that'll be the good life, man. It, it really would be, man. We gotta, and, uh, I will look forward to that. That will work. We'll make, work hard to our, make sure it happens. We'll make one of our, our Patreon goals, a few thousand dollars, and we will just straight up build ourselves a balcony and it'll be, that's right. Just, it won't be attached to anything. It'll just be on stilts. <laughs> <laughs> It's really just like a, a, a fancy fence that sits in front of two lawn chairs. But, you know, it's fine. There you go. If you have the camera at <laughs> Still, an upward angle, go. nobody knows that you're not actually 50 stories up. Yeah. But uh, by the way, also, uh, we got mentioned on the um, System Mastery podcast. That was and, so cool. Uh, and yeah, I did pay for it, but I'm still grateful that they read it and i'm grateful they make a great show that that i enjoy yeah uh if if you want to hear two guys uh talk some crap about um some old rpgs from the 80s and 90s uh it's a really fun time yeah they and so and most highly recommend most mastery. of the most of the systems that they look at are 
are, uh, shall we say, examples of what not to do. Um, yes, indeed. And then there's sometimes heartbreakers that oh, um, man. are things that should be good and let you down at the last minute. <sighs> yeah, that's a that's a rough one. But uh, yeah. yeah, you know, they also do a uh, movie mastery. It's pretty good. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I also want to echo the sentiment. I mean, I, I know we we must say this constantly anyway, but, you know, I love you, too. And it's. It just goes to show, you know, what what this kind of stuff can do to to bring people together. I mean, I I met you by joining our college's D&D club. If if that didn't exist, I wouldn't have met you. And so many things that have happened since wouldn't have. And I don't know how our lives would have been different, um, but I'm I'm glad it happened the way it did. We both have plenty of beef with how our school experience was, but yeah, but I would say, no, but that's not part of it. I, yeah. I would say far and away, the best thing that I got out of that time was, was our friendship. I a hundred percent agree. Yeah. hundred percent agree. Yeah. Yeah. That was, is definitely, definitely worth the price of admission. Darn right. And what a price it was. <laughs> and what a price it was. Yes, indeed. So that is saying something. That is not nothing. That's not nothing. Because we basically regret everything else. But uh, <laughs> other than that. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, it hurts so good. It hurts so good. Um, Yes, indeed. I'm quite grateful for Andrew. Uh, by the way, if it wasn't for D&D, I wouldn't have m- probably met my wife. Um, there you go. You know, we didn't meet at the table, but uh, when I moved into the Bay Area to go to uh, art school, um, you know, I was uh, still a churchgoer at the time. And uh, I went to the the local ward where I went and um the uh i met a couple people that hey we heard you like D. like yes you heard right <laughs> and those were essentially that was the first group of friends that i had created and that led to a blind date there you go uh where i met my wife uh through a guy i played D with very cool so uh that was really cool and you know of course i had uh, no expectations going in and and i think that helped uh, both of us were not expecting to meet the one, and uh, yet we did. But hey, you know. And uh, that worked out quite well for both of us, I would say. Well, at least it worked out for me. And she can speak for herself. Hey, <laughs> tabletop RPGs, you know, they are where the uh, the fictional and actual magic both happen. And it's true. True. Yeah, that's very true. Well, you know, I think we are unfortunately running up on our time. We, there is... Two more people that we needed to express our thanks for. Yes, there are. Um, so big thanks to uh, Spike uh, and to Logan McBride, who uh, have supported us on Patreon and joined our community at the $5 level. So shout out to them. And we're grateful for your patronage. And very, for very. adding into our discussions and everything else that, uh, that you've done and uh, we're yeah we're grateful to have you on board and part of the team and part of the circle of friends we have here that's right you know we we've even been 
uh, talking with these two guys over on uh, on our Discord channel, and they're very frequent posters, and um, you know they everything that that gets said and written is meaningful, and um, they you know they're very thoughtful guys, and we're we are very lucky to have them, and and are <laughs> humbled that they would you know, throw even a nickel our way, let alone $5. Um, and it's, uh, it's really, it's really very amazing. So thank you a ton to both you guys. Um, yep. and, uh, if you would like to be like Spike and Logan, uh, you can check out our Patreon as well at patreon.com slash inspiration point. And, uh, you can back at the $5 or $100 level. The only difference between the two is that if you back at the very reasonable level of $100 a month, <laughs> you get this fine gentleman digitally sitting across from me to run a custom game for you and anyone else who backs at the aforementioned reasonable price. And he will fill that game with epic moments and so much love. You don't even know what to do with yourself. So check out the Patreon. Yep. You won't regret it. We guarantee it. Yeah, I agree. And yep. uh, let's see. Please make sure you uh, subscribe to the podcast wherever you found us. And if this is your first time listening, be sure to download and check out our other episodes. You should be able to find us on most major podcast platforms, including iTunes and Spotify if you listen via iTunes, please be sure to leave us a five-star review and tell us what you think. Don't just hit the five stars. Use your words, as I say to my kids. Use your words and tell us what you like so much. Um, or or uh, if you don't like us, uh, lie and give us five <laughs> stars and make up something. Agreed. Um, and that would be terrific, too. So, uh you know, we're, we're gullible. We'll read it and we'll believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just send the email with the actual, um, opinion and we'll read it. That's totally fine. fine. Totally fine. Um, <laughs> and apart from that, you can find our website at inspirationpoint.buzzsprout.com. And we're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash inspiration point podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at IP RPG cast. And, uh, you know, we also should probably wrap up by saying that we are thankful for all of you for listening. And uh, we love you all very much and are very glad that uh, we can do this goofy little show. Agreed. Agreed. Well, OK, I'm grateful that you're all listening, but I, I love Andrew. Uh, you, you guys have to earn the love part. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, you guys got to come for it, man. All right. That's right. So, a happy belated Thanksgiving to you all. And until next time, stay inspired. Bye. Bye.